um, back outside with our other three. Yeah, uh, a second and a half ago, Sick uh, and Poppet disappeared. Is there any way to reach out to them over the mental link? No. They have disappeared off your mm, IRC chat. There's the logout noise and everything. <laughs> I think we have to follow after him then. All right. Wait, what about... What about uh, a rope? Right, we need something like a breadcrumb so we can get back. We shouldn't just go in blind. Oh, so like tie a rope around and then you hold on to it, or? Well, no, no, we, we yeah, we we anchor ourselves. Uh, yeah, we get the rope, we tie it to something sturdy, and then we walk over there. You just want Zach to explain the physics of what happened to this rope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not actually that complicated. When a rope spaghettifies, it just frays and is destroyed, right? We're entering the... Uh... No, I, just, I mean it from a standpoint of I don't know what happens. Yeah, so we're no, entering the right. slow zone in the expanse is what's going on. Hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah, you can tie off a rope. That's fine. Uh... Yeah, I tie off a rope and, uh, you know, I... And I guess, do we all jump in together? Were you all walking together and see what happens? Or... I mean, for all we know... Everyone is dead there, so. Have so have we have we like tied the rope around all of our waists or are we just holding on to it or No, okay. Well, let's tie it around well. We don't tie it around uh Elamir, right? Like I feel like that's a bad choice to tie up an elephant in for trouble. <laughs> is that Okay, sure. Okay. Um somebody mark rope somebody mark load for a rope on your sheet, I guess. All right. I don't have rope. <laughs> That's not just like a general thing that can be, that can be had. You could mark it under climbing gear. Yeah. Uh, right. it, I want to say climbing gear or... Yeah. Yeah. Climbing gear. Yeah. Okay. Done. Okay. Um, yeah. So you find a thing. Uh, maybe you drive like... Maybe you find... Uh, some sort of hook still hanging out of a foundation or something. You can make, you can tie this rope off pretty securely. Um, and does everybody have a tie around their waist, or was there some sort of like racial element for why we weren't tying up the elf? I wasn't sure I caught all that. Um, oh, it's just more of a. I thought I, sorry, I thought it was more because they were the scout. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Well, that's up to. So, who is tied up and who who is who is sorry who is okay. So who who. Do you do you want to go ahead or should I be the first person attached to the rope? Oh, I'm I should definitely go first. All right, like that way if I get okay, hurt. Okay, so then like how many how many how many feet do we give between us? Like ten feet or something? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, yeah, all right, and then the rest of the rope is there. All right. Yeah, proper social distancing. <laughs> okay. Um, and Elamir is not tied up, so and we're going in Doc, Gaston, Elamir. Is that my my ordering that I'm hearing, or is it the other way around? Sure. That sounds good. Okay. So Doc and Gaston, you walk in, and Elamir from the back, you see the same thing happen again, where they walk in, um, they seem to be only a few feet inside, they take another step, and they disappear. Uh, Doc and Gaston, you see the thing that, that Granny and 
pop itself where you take two steps in and you are suddenly like like 15 yards away from the entrance um elementary is way over there you take another step and like you get the whole like warp seven stars turn into lines thing around you only it's like dust and rocks right mm -hmm. um and then all of a sudden you you rematerialize you like you, your next step you hit the end of the rope that you are wearing okay so it's like taut hard yes and you hit it hard like painfully hard it is taut behind you and you were standing in the same hallway i described earlier um and the rope itself appears to stretch behind you to infinity essentially right as far as you can see down this hallway um and it is like like line drive straight the entire way hey uh doc yeah just pointing back at the rope <laughs> that's fine well, i i I, I can't move any further. Well, I mean, we can... It's perfect because we can take the rope off and it'll be here. Then we can just follow it back. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, un I untie, untie the, rope. the rope around yeah. us. <laughs> and we tie it off it a, on this side, too. Yeah, just, just, just set it off in the corner in the hallway. <laughs> just tie it to one of the statues. Yep. Right. Okay, yeah, I tie it to one of the statues and I go, oh, I know. And I'll pull out a piece of chalk. It's like, I'll just draw a, a line of chalk from this statue down the hall, and then we'll be able to find it. All right. Um, great. Elamir. Yeah? They disappear in front of you. What are you doing? I guess following this rope. <laughs> okay. So you, to your eye, this rope is, like, like I said, just taut, just completely taut from where it's tied off into this space in front of you and then gone. So, if you're, like, holding the rope, like, I'm imagining you walking in, holding the rope like you're, uh, like, the safety ropes on, like, a, like, a mountain pass climb, right? And you're, you're taking that in, and you take a step in, and you see the same thing. You get, uh, one step in, and you're 15 yards from the entrance, and you're still holding onto the rope, and you take another step, uh, and you are in this hallway, and there is no rope. You are standing, um, like, uh, where thick, and you, you are standing, if you, you notice immediately, that there's a set of footprints here that are roughly thick-sized, along with, like, horse hooves, and then a bunch of others that have been sort of obscured by dust. And, uh, yeah, there's no Doc and there's no Gaston. Doc and Gaston. Yeah. You're marking the walls with chalk? That was yes. my idea, anyway. Okay. So while you're doing that, and you're walking forward, and the rope, when you tie the rope off, the rope remains taut. Uh, no matter where you tie it, it's just going to be taut the entire time. Um, you can manage to get tied off, though. Um, and you're walking forward, marking yourself with, marking the thing with chalk, and about a minute after you started the process, uh, you feel a rush of air. Although it's not enough to, like, disturb the dust on the floor around you. But there's definitely a feeling of, like, like whoosh. 
And then probably like down this hallway in the direction of travel, right? Probably a hundred feet in front of you, like way up there for the space that you're in. Maybe even further than that. Like maybe on the on the essential effective horizon uh, is Elamir. Like way up in front of you, silhouetted by the like the light coming out of the the big hall the big hall that Thick and Poppet made it to. Yeah, way up there. Elamir, you are aware of the people behind you as well. Okay. Yeah, so let's go. Uh, I'm assuming you're all moving down the hallway that is that are there. Yeah. There has to go. Cool. Um. All right, let's talk about Thick and Poppet. So Poppet's in like, like, <laughs> low consumption mode. Yep. Thick, Thick is uh, is checking out the area. Yeah. Um. This could be a museum. It could be like a treasure vault. It could be like a hall of heroes. It's really hard to tell. Oh, that was one of the other questions I had. The stuff, like the gear and all that stuff that's here. Yep. Is there anything that Thick would consider old? That's an interesting question. Um, well, maybe. Um, there's stuff from... There's None of this stuff dates back to, like, the Elf Dwarf Wars, like, millennia and millennia ago. Um, it's all more recent than that that you can tell, but the thing that Thick uh, finds odd and noteworthy is that not all of this is stuff that Thick recognizes. Okay. Like, there's stuff that Thick definitely, like, oh yeah, I know where that comes from. Oh yeah, I definitely, like, got stabbed by one of those <laughs> at one point. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but then there's stuff that, like, Thick can suss out the uses for, right? Mm -hmm. But has never seen anyone use. Or that looks pretty common. Like, there'll be, like, a sword that, obviously, you know what a sword does, mm -hmm. right? But it's got, like, markings of make and, like, heraldry that is not anything Thick recognizes. Okay. Um, and you said there were room, like ways leading out of this room besides the one we came in. Yes, there are several uh, sort of on the cardinal points. There are other hallways, and it's pretty easy to follow, like the the hoof tracks that you followed into here. Oh, that's right. There's a dude. Or the there. latest set of hoof tracks. Yeah. They kind of like come up to those first set of displays and hang a right. Okay. Um, we'll take a go off that way then. Okay. Yeah. Um, now that everyone is here, uh, the psychic link is sort of back online. You can feel that everyone is here now. Okay. Um, communication is going to be spotty at best. But you can sort of feel that everyone is here, wherever here is, close enough that... Dot can maintain the connection. Um, yeah, so you had right, and it, like it's a this is a big room full of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you head towards that that sort of rightward door as you walked in and it is a decent sized archway with a number of like runic markings that you don't well how well read is granny and or thick like i feel like if it involves dark secrets then i've probably read something about it but like i haven't read shakespeare or whatever the equivalent yeah. is yeah elf spear um how how many languages can you read heck if i know <laughs> okay is literacy a thing you would have prioritized uh again for finding dark secrets other than that no <laughs> <laughs> right like Weird cult languages, probably better than average chance. You know, reading the sonnets in the original whatever. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, the the archway that you're about to go through um has a very distinct look to it. Uh, and it has a number of of sort of decorations or artistic flair sort of things that make you make thick think of um what's now called the eastern territories which is sort of the area out past the wolfen empire uh that is another another sort of like human imperialistic power but one of like three or four big human Im empires that have been absorbing most of the territory on the planet on this continent for the last like 400 years um and there seems to be at one point in time there was probably like some sort of name or appellation or something written on this archway but it's long since worn off and or filled up with dust um on the other side of the archway <clears throat> things get much more I want to say pedestrian. They're they're less fancy than the, the central room. Alright. By significant. It is much more um Spartan, much more uh what's the word I'm looking for? Useful than functional. Yeah. Like like this looks like something if purely hypothetically Okay, you were an undead former military campaigner that was crafting an eternal rest slash lair for yourself. This is what it would probably look like. I'm always saying that. <laughs> yeah. Hypothetical. Purely hypothetically. Um, the there are some creature comforts but much less ostentatious than what was just out in the the area around uh or the, the area you just came through uh there are pins and cells there are uh what looks to be a training area and there's a pretty extensive like network down here or here but uh None of it is like the 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 architecture is much simpler. The uh, 
there aren't the flourishes in the masonry and like that stuff that are were in the, the previous room. Mm -hmm. And there are weapons and things displayed in here, but these weapons look like they've been used pretty extensively in the relative near past for whatever that's worth. Um, and the horse that you assume you've been following this whole time is actually tied up. There's a stable in here. Oh. Uh, the horse uh, appears to be in in a fairly roomy and well apportioned, but again, fairly simple and yep. and functional stable. Uh, the horse does not see you, and you get the impression that's a good thing. Really, <laughs> it's a very scary horse. Um. I mean, I'm using the word horse. <laughs> it's got four legs. But sort of like that. <laughs> yeah, it may not be that that's actually a super apt description. It is very large. It is very, very, like, black. As in absence of color. Oh. Black. Ooh. Um... And this whole area smells vaguely of sulfur. Oh, shit. Now I really want to approach the horse. <laughs> um, out in the hallway, I'm imagining that, uh, Elamir, you have made it to that big central room. Um, mm -hmm. Dick's tracks are probably fairly easy to follow. Uh, you see all the same things that they saw. Lots of trophies or something in here. All of a fairly military nature. Lots of very uh, interesting, strange, ornate, weird implements of battle. Uh, and I'm ima also imagining, like, coming up behind you, you can hear Doc and Gaston huffing and puffing to catch up with you. So, before we report to the other two, what are you folks doing out here? Are you just making your way through as fast as you can? Are you taking notes are you taking trophies what's what are we doing i mean i'm definitely look on the lookout for weird shit oh yeah good news yeah like like anything that looks there's a lot of weird shit here yeah but like weird shit that i can take and like use and like put to better use than sitting here and not doing anything so like i mean yeah like i said a, a lot of this stuff in here is um, various weapons of good to extremely good quality, um, odd ancient and or ornate armors, uh, more esoteric tools of war, some even weirder stuff that may not be, it may not be identifiable at first glance. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure like Elamir is interested in like the bows and the swords and shit, but um, Doc is more interested in like, uh, like I don't like a like a magic wand or something like that, like some sort of mystical thing. Okay, um, yeah, those are there are there are definitely magical implements here. If you are looking to just like just like yoink a a a magic wand and or something even weirder than that on that spectrum, then yes, those are, those are things you can have. Well, I mean, 
Uh, Gaston. I mean, as as far as Gaston's concerned, he's he's been a pretty worldly traveler with little attachment to belongings. So unless something like explicitly is like called out by Zach as really super fucking interesting for him, I think he's just gonna be. He's going to be the chalk man for you, you know, continuing to draw the line. <laughs> can I interest you? Can I interest you in picking up one of these things? I mean, if you're going to like hand me something to hold on to, I will happily carry it for you. I mean, within reason. It's more of a do you mind picking it up first to see what happens? <laughs> why don't Why don't you say this in character? I am. <laughs> So is that what you're saying? Like, do you mind picking this up so we see what happens? Yes. Like you're pointing at something on display on a plinth, or like what? Like I imagine it's like these are uh, like the walls are covered in like various, mm-hmm. you know, statues adorned with armor and weapon racks, and like you know they've got like a spear and like a hoplite sort of thing going on, right? Like this is like well, I mean, like Hall of like Heroes. if you're if you're not going to tell me specifically what you want me to pick up, I'm going to decide what I'm picking up. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. So. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying to reach out and touch something and see what happens. You're like, uh... okay, okay, all right, all right. Um, let's say there's like a uh, there's a nice looking mace. Okay. You know. Yeah. Sure. Like actually, like. What I want it to be is like, it just looks like a, like a, it's just got like a geometric head, but like as my hand approaches the, you know, the grip or whatever, like, you know, barbs and blades emerge on the geometric head, you know? Okay. You know, some sort of magical activated thing, you know, just to make it a little fancy and frightening. Okay. Um yeah, so yeah, there's a there's a nice mace on the on the wall. Uh you well it's not even a mace really. What it is is a handle uh with a leather wrap and a long and a the sort of metallic shaft coming out of it. And as your hand moves towards it, um there is a you can see that. Well, you're you're reaching out to grab grab the thing, to touch the thing. Sure. Okay. When you wrap your hand around this handle, um, you can feel it's you can feel it's almost like there's a low hum that borders on singing in your hand and in your head and then you see a like low volume yeah like low, low volume like... like not deafening like like a but, a but then like of... I, I was just thinking like the register like is it like oh. know, really bassy low or no is it like no i think in this case voices just very muted yeah it's sort of like okay it is an indistinct but sort of fairly joyous sound as though the weapon oh, okay. is rejoicing. I was, I was. That's good because I was imagining more like horror movie music ah, swelling as somebody's reaching towards. That, that comes later. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. No. Uh, so okay. and then the the where the head of this mace would be, mm-hmm. sort of extruding out of the the handle, the the shaft that runs up, 
It sort of looks like if the uh, T-1000 was a melee weapon. <laughs> and It's kind of just in motion? Yeah, it, but it immediately sort of... It, it, it flows into a form that you're like, yeah, that looks pretty fucking cool. And then... Uh, as you're as you're thinking that, like it gets even more elaborate, uh, and it's you get the immediate you get the impression that it's like responding to your thoughts. Okay. Um, do I need to make a roll if I'm gonna like seal the deal and put my hand around the handle, or? Yeah, it seems like a good idea. I like making rolls. Um, sure. Let's talk about a tune. Um, what's that? <laughs> uh, it's something you sing. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Can, what if I just put my lips together and blow? There you go. Uh, I don't have anything in a tune. Huh. Can't carry a tune. Well. What would my positioning be? Um. Well, are you attempting to accept or reject this weapon? <laughs> yes, that's the question. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I said what I said. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> the the uh, you get the idea that this weapon is very happy to have a wielder again, mm. and that that could go either way. I mean, obviously, if you were a weapon, you'd probably like to be wielded, but there's a pretty good chance that any weapon that's like, woo, a wielder, might be uh -huh. uh, trouble. Okay. I, that I will, I think, getting that feeling, Gaston's gonna, like, withdraw his hand and just look at Doc and be like, I don't know if we're a good fit. Now you're gonna have an angry weapon. Hell hath no fury. Okay. No, no, nothing personal at Denise. <laughs> okay. It's not you, it's me. Uh, yeah. So this is definitely a boyfriend dungeon. All right. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Give me. Yeah. I mean, consorting, consorting, and or attuning to this weapon. Uh, if if you're just not, then it's you're probably going to be taking some harm, uh, which you can attempt to resolve away. Right. Uh, I'm going to say you're going to take, uh, because you've already got your hand on this thing, right? Well, I mean, you were describing what it was. So I, I, I felt like I had a moment after okay. you described everything to be sort of change my mind. That's about. totally fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you would like to walk away, you can. Yeah, I, I get really close, but. <laughs> um. Do you still give me an attune roll? Um, okay. The, well, yeah. Give me an attune roll because uh, we're going to see if this thing holds a grudge. What's the position? I mean, for right now, controlled. Nothing bad is going to happen to you now. Okay. All right. Sweet. All right. Uh, let me make a note here. Um, I I did say I'd like to help. Okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't say it verbally. I said it by typing it in chat. Okay, yeah. That's probably why I missed it. Yeah, if you want to help, then we can roll an extra die here. 
I mean, I just I'm stating how Gaston feels about the vibes yeah. on the whole thing. So <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. So yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, that weapon definitely has marked Gaston in a non-threatening, non going to require therapy later way. I I support therapy for everyone, including weapons. So, um, yeah, Doc, you saw that happen. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I don't think it's a great idea for me to just be picking stuff up and tossing them in a bag. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I read chat. I fall. <laughs> oh my. Uh I'll read it out loud. Okay, cool. The base should be fine with that. It was a blunt rejection. <laughs> Just a little damage type joke for everybody. <laughs> oh. Bro. I don't get it. Please explain. <gasps> <laughs> okay. All right, uh, it, it, look, the joke would really hit if you were undead. <laughs> oh my! You can feel it in your bones. Yeah, Gaston, thank you. Yeah, if, if you're a, if you're a skeleton, that one gets to your bones, man. <laughs> Rubbing temples emoji. No, that was really funny. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, so, Gaston, thank you for checking that. Uh, you know, I figured it'd be okay. Um, and like, I, were you expecting sentient weapons that were made of liquid metal? Cause no, I was thinking regular magic God killing weapons. Uh, well, I mean, those are some words you said. I don't know if they're all applicable, but it's certainly more than I was expecting. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I never talk about the time that we came across a, a God that was going to be sacrificed with this magic knife. That was weird. No, that sounds like a good conversation for later. Oh, right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so let's head down this hallway to where the people with more weapons are. And uh, like, maybe we skip on touching stuff for now. And like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That draw, draws the chalk line like around <laughs> with a mace <laughs> mounted. <laughs> it's one standard movement away from the mouse. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna grab stuff just yet. You know, if it turns out that, you know, there's like a like a creepy horse demon at the end of this hallway that's like breathing sulfur, you know, we might grab something as we're running on the way out. But like right now, I'm sure it's fine. Hmm. Horse demon creepiness is really in the eye of the beholder, I guess. <laughs> um Elamir, this nonsense is happening behind you. I'm imagining you I'm just you tend to be fairly focused. Yeah. Are you, while they were doing this, were you making your way towards where you assumed Thick and Poppet and your targets were? Or were you, like, bracing for whatever nonsense was just happening to explode on in your, fa- in your back, basically? No, definitely moving ahead to catch up to Granny. All right, so you've, you've caught up to Granny at this point. And, uh, well, I... I I think we're still in thick form here, but uh, thick and pop it and. Uh... Oh, I was thinking I would, I would switch back to Granny. So I checked. Oh, okay. Back. No, you're right. Then. Yep. Oh, you did. Yeah, you did switch back to Granny. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're correct. Um, so yeah, the Eleanor, when you catch up to them, 
you see the same thing they saw, where this is a large, well-appointed, but functional, non-elaborate sort of staging area for someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, and they're definitely not a demon horse. Uh, there's a stable containing a big, slightly smelly, very, very dark horse. Um, you can see from here through the, like, impeccable internal lighting of this place, uh, that there are a number of, like, cages and cells. There's what appears to be some sort of training area and, like, weapon maintenance area, like, a serious campaigner-style warrior could could do very well with this place, right? Um, and also, the dust is uh, much much better managed in here, meaning that there's basically no dust in here. Like this is a very well used, and it's not clean per se, but it is definitely not like cluttered and or dusty. But there's no immediate sign of the inhabitant or the people that you came looking for. That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder. Mm-hmm.